Thank you for joining us. I'm Andrea Nakano. Tonight, we're taking a deeper look at crime in San Francisco. We're definitely doing better. San Francisco Mayor London Breed says despite the city's perception, crime in the city is actually down, according to newly released numbers. But some business owners aren't feeling that reality, and San Francisco still has a perception problem when it comes to crime. Our Max Darrow has the story. We have the lowest crime rate in 2023 than we've had in 10 years, not including 2020 when we shut the city down. That's the word from San Francisco Mayor London Breed. And SFPD data shared by her office that is publicly available shows the reality. When comparing January 2024 to January of 2023, property crime is down 32 percent, violent crime down 11 percent. During the same time frame, the numbers show a 39 percent reduction in larceny theft, which includes car break-ins and retail theft, an 11 percent reduction in robberies, and a 20 percent reduction in burglaries. Looking at January 2024 versus the three-year average across January 2018 to January 2020, the numbers show property crime is down 40 percent and violent crime down 24 percent. All of the work that we're doing with alternatives to policing, with our police department, with our the community-based organizations, how we're bringing all of that together has led to significant change on the streets of San Francisco. The numbers may be reality, but for some, they're just numbers because that isn't the reality they're experiencing. Jeff Wu is the owner of Il Canto Cafe. He's happy to be in downtown San Francisco, however, we just had a break-in in December. With less foot traffic after the pandemic, he only does takeout and delivery orders. But right now, at this moment at least, he doesn't want to bring people back inside. You just don't know the people that are coming by anymore. That's one main big reason why we don't let people in. We've had some crazy people outside. They do their thing outside, but as long as they're not in here. And just this past week. And it's like everything is locked up. The team at Fredrickson Hardware at Fillmore and Union showed CBS News Bay Area the steps they're taking to reduce shoplifting at their store. Replacement. After a recent string of thefts, they now have employees escort customers as they shop. It was still locked. But just Longtime employee Sam Black says they've experienced the worst bout of shoplifting he's seen in his more than 20 years working there. It's just been lawlessness. I've never seen anything like this, not even close. Both realities can exist at the same time, but making things more complicated, perception. There's a lot of things that went into helping us to get to this place, and that momentum is continuing. How do we get that across to people, though? I still talk to people every day who tell me, gosh, are you safe? You live in San Francisco, Max. How do we get this message across that crime is not as bad as it was. Yeah. Well, that's going to that continues to be a very hard one and I think, you know, the press and the conversations that the press have, the negative stuff seems to get a lot more attention and what doesn't get attention are the exciting and positive stories. The data does show progress for San Francisco's efforts to reduce crime. Is it where it needs to be? No, but this is a major city. There will always be challenges around crime, but sadly San Francisco continues to be a bit of a punching bag. Uh, for a lot of folks who don't necessarily live here. But for those who aren't experiencing the progress, the numbers will remain numbers until their reality changes. The mayor gives a lot of credit to increased coordination between state, local, and federal law enforcement agencies and prosecution efforts from the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and U.S. Attorney's Office. 
Hundreds of organizers for Palestinian solidarity gathered outside an Oakland middle school today. The teachers' union says it had reserved a space inside to hold a meeting, but a last-minute move by the district canceled the reservation, citing staffing shortages. Organizers decided to meet up anyway to send a message. They won't even let us in the building after we had a permit to have this program today, and that's why we're out on the street. Yeah. Let's get to the truth. Yeah. OUSD is totally understaffed, and so they should just call off school on Monday. So this is a phony excuse. Jews and Palestinians and the black community and the Latinx, all over the country, white activists are coming out and supporting Palestine. OUSD is out of step. The organizing meeting was endorsed by dozens of unions representing all kind of workers throughout the Bay Area. We reached out to the district but have not heard back. In December, some Oakland teachers organized a teach-in on what's going on in Gaza. The teachers said their goal was to give a more balanced lesson, but the district called the material harmful and divisive. It's been a busy weekend for CHP's air operations after two helicopter rescues. In Solano County, crews rescued a paraglider and video shows here. Crews arriving by helicopter in the hills above Columbus Parkway as they searched the grassy area. Crews found the paraglider and that person was airlifted to the hospital with major injuries. And in nearby Walnut Creek, a mountain biker was injured and had to be airlifted to safety. The video is from CHP and crews got to the biker on the ground. But they had to hoist the rider out of the area. CHP says the biker sustained serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Tens of thousands of people celebrated Black History Month with the Black Joy Parade in Oakland. Parade goers made their way through the streets of downtown. The annual parade has grown each year, becoming a positive destination for the town. John Ramos has the story. In 2018, a pair of Oakland women decided that black residents here deserved to have a reason to hit the streets rather than just to protest. And that's how the Black Joy Parade began. When the parade began seven years ago, founders Alicia Greenwell and Amber Lester had the idea to bring some joy to the often turbulent streets of Oakland. They wanted an event that would bring the same positive energy as San Francisco's Pride Parade. Just started getting together with the community, knocking on doors, trying to see if this is something that the community wanted. Obviously it was. Now, parade director Alicia Knight says an initial event of about a thousand people has grown into tens of thousands as people come from all over the Bay Area to celebrate happiness for its own sake. We also want to come together and just show that there's joy in being black. And we show off and we show our stuff and we just march down the street joyful. Here, there were no protest signs, no politics. This one was just for fun. And Parade Grand Marshal, Bay Area rapper and entrepreneur, Mr. Fab, explained in the words of a poet how his people's joy can coexist with their struggle. Uh, one thing about us, the sun-kissed people, we find joy in some of the most darkest moments. We find bright spots. We've always learned how to not so much grieve in our pain to the agony of most, but we'll dance it away, we'll laugh it away, we'll sing it away. And to be able to have forms of entertainment and excitement without ignoring pain is a beautiful thing. So the joy in this is we're here for the sole purpose of joy and no greater feeling. More than 130 groups joined the procession down Franklin Street. 
each expressing their joy in a different way. For Amani White, it comes when he puts on a pair of roller skates. Black joy is literally light. It's like essence that shines inside of me and flow through me. So if I'm able to skate and live, and I actually walk better on my skates than I do on my feet. So if I'm able to do both, why not? So black joy, I love it. Debbie Hicks drove in from Antioch and says she finds joy in family. And just we all getting along, taking a day, a time to just celebrate uh, kindness, happiness, being together and loving on each other all day. And Don Sibley doesn't have to define black joy. She is black joy. Oh, it means everything. You know, this is us. I just told this baby today, everybody's your mama down here today. That's how the village do it. Yeah! There are plenty of serious issues that the black community in Oakland must face every day. But on this day, in this town, it was all about joy. And in the words of Mr. Fab, no greater feeling. The event also features a Black Joy Celebration site with food booths, two music stages, and more than 200 local vendors offering handmade arts and crafts and cultural services. We go back to yesteryear. We go back to the 1968 Olympic Games in Mexico City with Tommy Smith and John Carlos out of San Jose State. They finished 1-3 in the 200-meter race, raised their fist with a Black Power salute, and then everything and the sports landscape shook. Now, for Carlos, his experience as a Spartan with then-professor Dr. Harry Edwards shaped him. The bottom line is, I'm here, and I went to San Jose State as a result of Dr. Edwards. And we've been buddies before that time, during that time, and for all time. We will always be bonded together. Rise high as the listening skies. Tommy Smith and John Carlos were that era's uh, uh, leading proponents of leveraging sports and that tremendous platform and stage to generate social change and human rights uh, in society. But if you go back and look, that was an old paradigm. It, was, it had been around for generations uh, before then with each generation of athletes linking it up to the movement. Bridging athletics academia and it seems like all the time you're, you're you're being honored you're being praised you're getting awards you're being recognized how were you affected every time you were showered with with this love and appreciation you know you sit back you now you talk about how many people come and wrap their arms around us and want to be with us and i'd sit back and i remember other times where we were coming after Mexico City and someone took out a camera, you see people running like, like insects trying to get away because they don't want to be associated with, with us, not because they didn't have respect, love, admiration for us, but merely because they were afraid of reprisal for being associated with us. And they thought that they would intimidate us and run us away, but they didn't do nothing but fortify us that much more to let them know, yeah, we going come at you bigger now, harder now than ever. We'll never disperse and leave uh, what our call is. So what's happening now? It's all a part of the circle, man. We're just sitting back and working on our dimples more now than ever before. Dre, I sat with them at a Champions for Justice event at Cal on Friday. We will have more on that tonight as they are titans of civil rights activism. And this happened in 1968. Here it is, 2024, and it still resonates.
close eye on the corp flower at the California Academy of Sciences. It's expected to bloom over the next few days, releasing its pungent smell, which many compare to a corpse, hence the name. When it blooms, it can reach up to 10 feet tall. Have you ever smelled it? I have not, no. Yeah. And I really don't have a desire to. Like, Nor I. Yeah. No, it's like one of those things when, you know, if you're at a restaurant and like, oh, this is awful, try it. I'm like, no, why would no. I do that? You just said it's awful. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> it would be punishment, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, so I'm going to avoid the thing that smells like rotting flesh. There you go. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Well, thank you so much for watching. 60 Minutes is next, and we will see you back here at 11 o'clock tonight. Good night.